cool. So what up, everybody? How you doing? This is your girl, uh, Udochi from Wudo, uh, Wudo.com, Wudo LLC. Back at it like a crack at it. <laughs> um, I'm back um, doing my doing a live stream today for y'all. Um, the topic of today's live stream, and it's going to ultimately become my pod, uh, be an, another episode of my podcast, is how to be woke and happy. How to be woke and happy. Now, before I get into that, um, I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping first and let you know the new things that are going on with Wudo. Um, so first of all, uh, if you are listening to this instead of watching it, then you must be already aware that about the news that I'm about to tell you today, which is that we are um, we have our own podcast now. Um, so the podcast is something I'm very proud of. Um, it is a, a podcast uh, my podcast is called uh, um, African Growth Opportunities Podcast, and it can be found on um, a lot of different platforms at this point. We are submitting it to multiple platforms. Hopefully uh, soon it will be accepted on iTunes. We're waiting on that but because I know that's the most popular podcasting platform. But for now, you can find it on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, uh, Stitcher, Radio Public and Pocket Cast. So look out for that. Look for the um, African Growth Opportunities podcast and uh, check out uh, my episodes. Uh, it's 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 really it's really good content, guys. It's you know um, some of the episodes that you're gonna find are um, various ones. So I have an episode um, talking about how China's in Africa for China, let's be real, stay woke. China's in Africa for China, not Africa. Um, talking about why Africans are no longer speaking their language, 11 stages of wokeness, um, what Africans can learn from the Amish, just to name a few. And one of my more recent episodes was called It's Okay to Be Woke and Happy. And that was the inspiration for this particular episode. Um, I got a little bit of um, feedback about that episode. People really liked that topic of uh, being woke and happy. And so because of that, I decided that I was gonna do a, dedicate an entire episode to talking about exactly how to be woke and happy. And you might be asking yourself, Udochi, why, is, why, why are you qualified to talk about how to be woke and happy? What do you know about how to be woke or and or happy? And I am so glad you asked. Um, I personally, first of all, I have a bachelor's degree in clinical psychology. Psychology has been my passion since I was like uh, maybe 15 years old, um, even though I am not a practicing therapist. And remember, if you are going, if you do not take this as medical advice um, or counseling advice, it's something, if you feel yourself teetering on the edge of depression or anything like that, please go see a therapist. In fact, that's the number one, you know, key to being um, woke and happy is take care of your mental health first. Um, and then we can talk about all the other stuff. So if you are having, you know, thoughts about, you know, anxious thoughts, uh, hearing voices, um, be, becoming extremely paranoid or anxious, um, please, please, please go get, get evaluated and see what you can do what what professionals can do for you there. Um, even though we do know that some of the 
there are some uh, disc discrepancies in the mental health uh, system with regards to African-Americans and black people. But uh, I do believe that it's getting better. Um, I also think that uh, you just never know unless you try. And I think that a lot of the people who are mental health professionals nowadays, uh, but also use your are, are, are well educated on, you know, the, the spectrum of uh, different types of issues, both social and psychological that are going on in the world today. I also think you, you want to, when you're picking a mental health uh, provider, you definitely want to um, be careful, be, be judicious and uh, dis discriminating when you pick someone. So, you know, there are places, there are probably cities and places and locations in the United States that you do not want to, in the United States or wherever you're located, uh, there are probably places, very uh, niche locations where you probably don't want to seek a mental health advice or professional help uh, for whatever reason. Um, but that means that you just have to find another location, shop around for a therapist and things of that nature. But I just wanted to get that out of the way real quick, because I don't want people to hop on here and think, oh yeah, I'm just drunk. she's about to, you know, tell me, you know, but I definitely want to let you know that it's real. I'm about to keep it all the way real with you on this particular episode. So keep it locked, stay tuned. Um, there is, uh, there's another piece of housekeeping that I wanted to do uh, as far as like Wudo is concerned. Um, in addition to um, in addition to our podcast, which is new, I've also I'm also launching um, a comic book. So the comic book is called um, You So African, and it is a comic book that is for kids um, and adults also. It's just something because they're comic book heads that are that are grown people and they, they they also love comic books so if you're a comic book head or you have young children of all ages um i highly recommend it the art the graphics and art in the comic book are fantastic the um the writing is done by me um and so i think that people will really enjoy it because when whatever i do i try to be meticulous about it especially when it comes to my writing um, I think it's through, I use, uh, a, I use a particular formula in terms of like how to structure it. That's based a lot on Disney and, um, and things of that nature. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Um, uh, it's going to be at usoafrican.com. It's currently at usoafrican.com spelled Y-O-U-S-O -S African spelled exactly the way, uh, the words are and.com. And, you know, you can go ahead and get your pre-launch copy today. Um, and we're, we're trying to sell 500 pre-launch copies before we actually launch the actual book. And if you purchase a pre-launch copy, you will also, um, you will also be able to get it at a, at a discounted price. So getting it at pre-launch is a huge advantage to that because you can, uh, you get $10 off and the book itself is $25. So you only have to pay $15, which is a 60%, uh, break cut, uh, off the top, off the price. So this is probably the cheapest you'll ever find the book. So I highly recommend that you, uh, you grab your copy, um, while the price is so low. So that's number one. And, um, also another thing that Wudo was doing, so Wudo is trying to do a lot of things right now, not a lot of different things, but just a lot of things around the same niche of, um, helping, of trying to spread African culture, preserve African culture, uh, develop and innovate using African culture. Um, so starting, I'm also currently writing a book about that specific topic, innovating with African culture. Um, 
And so in addition to writing that book, uh, building Wudo around that, trying to create, uh, we're raising money for Wudo Labs. Wudo Labs is a lab specifically dedicated to researching how to go about building on African culture, researching the best ways to do it, best practices, how to do it, how to do it and not like kind of disrespect other cultures or, you know, really trying to create a whole uh, formulaic way around that concept and, um, and become a, 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 become a sort of a consultant, you know, create a consulting firm around that concept and helping other, helping people who are innovators, artists, media producers, um, policy creators, helping those types of professionals to, um, giving them the resources, the tools, the knowledge uh, to be able to innovate using other cultures, uh, not just African, but any culture, you know, it could be African-American culture, it could be Filipino culture, any culture whatsoever, how to do so respectfully and in a way that is organic and, uh, and people can appreciate it. So uh, pretty much anyone who has a project like that, anyone who has a, um, anyone who has a uh, business project or, 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 or a product that they wanted to, or a movie or anything like that. Um, if they are, if, if they are, and even currently now you can come to uh, me. Um, if you currently looking for someone who can give you insight on how to uh, approach such a project, you, maybe you have a particular, um, a particular community in mind. Maybe you, you have a, you want to create something for, the Asian market, and you are trying to figure out what are the things that I need to look out for in the Asian market. Um, it may be you know, specific to get more specific South Korea. Maybe you want to figure out how, what's the best way to get into the South Korean market, and how do I and how do I even begin to penetrate that market, and how do I even begin to find out what that what that group of people are interested in. And so the goal of Wudo is really to um, fish out uh, to research and create. Um, a template for people to really know, like, what are the questions you should be asking? What are the things you should be looking for? What are the aspects of life that you really want to um, be aware of in order to navigate um, a, a particular group of people to take their culture, to take their community and, um, and innovate with it, as opposed to creating, as opposed to just I think you get it. It's it's really uh it's really a it's really a uh, multifaceted thing. Uh, but it's a straightforward thing as well. But I really want you to understand what I'm trying to do with that. And um, you know, all of that information is going to be on Wudo.com. But if you're interested in supporting this venture, uh, please uh, visit patreoncom forward slash Wudo and check out what uh and check out what I've got going on there. We're trying to get supporters to to back this venture and supporters will receive um, will receive all kinds of perks for being a part of it. They'll receive, you know, insider information about what, what's going on. They'll be the first to hear about jobs and, and news and, and, um, and resources and products. Uh, there are certain tiers of support that will afford you to receive a, um, a gift box uh, that is a gift box that will come, that comes out once a month and that will include a newsletter from us along with some merchandise and things of that nature. So I highly recommend that you, um, that you become a patron if you really do support and really believe in what I'm trying to do here with Wudo. So 
now that I've gotten all that housekeeping out of the way, let's get into the nitty gritty of what we're talking about today. Our topic of today's discussion is um, how to be woke and happy, how to be woke and happy. And I really, I really, really wanted to talk about this conversation, talk about this topic today for multiple reasons. Um, number one, uh, obviously, the podcast that I did earlier or the, the, the post that I did before, which people appreciated uh, saying pretty much affirming to people, it is okay to be woke and happy. It's not something being woke does not equate to being, being sad, being, being miserable, being depressed, being um, unproductive, uh, you know, hurting, you know, hurting people, um, you know, not getting a job, none of those things are equate to wokeness. Those are things that you might find some woke people be feeling debilitated by the, by the information that they have by, um, about the atrocities that are going on in the world. You may find that people are, uh, are unhappy and are depressed because of the atrocities that are going on in the world. But that is not a uh, being woke is not a is not a is not a, uh, a a sentence. It's not something that well at the end of the day, oh I'm woke now. Now I have to like change my you know not be satisfied with life anymore. Not be you know not not go on trips with my friends, not not have dinner, not go to parties. You know, that's not the definition of being woke. Um, I think it's something that some people kind of associate with wokeness. Maybe they've seen somebody who is really difficult to get along with, really difficult to, um, you know, have conversations with, and that person is woke. But that does not mean that that is the definition of being woke. Um, Let's talk about what wokeness is for people who might be joining us um, on the podcast and, and, and may not be aware of this terminology. Woke, the definition of woke uh, as coined in the vernacular by, you know, in these streets, as they say, uh, the definition of woke is just being, uh, being aware of being aware, conscious, and accepting, and just being able to acknowledge the fact that the world is not a pretty place, essentially, that the world, that there's a lot of really, atro uh, uh, there's a lot of atrocities going on in the world. Um, so if, if a person is woke, then the question is, when were they, like, what were they before? Were they asleep? And so it's kind of, uh, I don't know if, if, if anyone, if you're listening and you've seen the movie, The Matrix, which came out in the 90s, even if you were not born in the 90s, even if you're a millennial born in the 90s and you missed the, the Matrix wave, which actually I think it came out in the 2000s, but in the early 2000s. But if you missed that wave, I highly recommend you go get the DVD and watch it. It is still relevant. It is still one of the greatest movies of all time. Not necessarily about the graphics or anything like that, or even the, you know, the, the technology that was going on at the time, but it's actually, but because of, because you may find some things in the movie that's like, huh? Like that's so old school. There's just a few things like that. It's still relevant. A lot of this technology is still uh, modern. It's still up to date. And if you watch The Matrix 
and you've never seen it before, you literally will, like your mind will be blown because it's the story itself. It's the meaning behind the story itself that really, uh, really will change your life. And so let me tell you a little bit of, you know, a little, few spoilers here. Uh, the movie spoke, centers around a guy and the, and the term woke and sleep and conscious, I think they predate the matrix, but in many ways, the matrix kind of popularized the concept. Um, so in the movie, there's a, there's a, there is a world, I'm trying to be succinct, uh, short uh, winded uh, the way I described this, but there's a world called the matrix and people who live in the matrix, it feels like they, they're just like us. Like the life that they live is exactly like the life that we live on a day-to-day -day basis. They wake up in the morning, they brush their teeth, they go to work, they eat breakfast, they, they drink their coffee, they go to work, they sit in a cubicle, they work on the, the computers, they come home, and not everybody works on the computers, they walk through the streets of the city and all these things like that. So it's just exactly like our world. But then what happens is there's a particular guy in the matrix who, who is not happy, he's not satisfied. He decides that he wants more. And, and, he, and so, what, so there's people in the matrix who are going around, who, who have left the matrix and have left the, this world pretty much. Let's pretend, it, let's just talk about this world. So they left this world. They figured out that, that the world is actually there's real, there's, there's like a conspiracy in the world. So I won't tell you the conspiracy, but it's really, really interesting, really sci-fi, really amazing. Um, but there's a conspiracy in the world where the whole world is fake and you're kind of like, you're, you're living to work and working, to, you're, you're living, you're alive just to work and to feed the matrix. And so the whole trick is, the whole point of it is that these people who leave the system these people who leave our world are the people who leave our world are the ones who are woke because they left the matrix. The word woke does not show up anywhere in the matrix, but but it's it's but the but the idea is there's something in the there's something about the matrix where the person is literally asleep. The people who are in the matrix are literally asleep and just going through their day to day life and when the people remove them from the matrix, their physical body wakes up and they are suddenly aware that they live in a world that is fake and that was created just to make them keep working. So, so that's kind of like where you'll see a lot of like social media memes about the matrix being woke and things of that nature. You will realize that uh, if you, if you watch the actual movie and see what's and, and see the connection, there's a lot of connection between woke culture and the matrix. So I highly recommend you read that movie if you watch that movie, but I think I explained it well here. Um, if I didn't, please check out the movie. It'll explain a lot more. And I think as I go into this conversation, it will open your eyes a little bit more to uh, the concept of wokeness and what that means and being, what does being asleep mean? Um, so essentially for our discussion today, we're talking about wokeness as being aware, specifically, not necessarily as a minority person or someone who is not privileged in this society. Um, it could even be a white person, a white person, even if it's a middle class person, a upper middle class person in America, you could still be considered woke or sleep, um, depending on how you're, you fit into the system and how the system works on you or whatever. So somebody who is woke, realizes that, and I talk about it all the time here on my channel, um, somebody who's woke realizes that the world is, 
a um, it's, it's kind of a broken place. You could be a, you could be a Christian and be woke because, you know, a lot of Christians, some there are Christians who who acknowledge that the world is a fallen and broken place. And it's even in Christian theology where it says that uh, the world is fallen and broken and God is trying to deliver us. Uh, by, you know, helping us to, to get to know him and things of that nature. So there's a lot of different uh, parallels with wokeness in a lot of different cultures and a lot of different practices uh, in human culture. So with wokeness, you, you realize you are, so what you are before you're woke is sleep or unconscious. And in that stage, you don't really know that the world is fallen and broken. You literally uh, think you're very happy, you're carefree, happy-go-lucky. Um, maybe you're not even happy. Maybe you're maybe you're sad. Maybe you're wanting. Maybe you feel empty inside. But you kind of just go through the motions because you because you because you feel like that's all that there is, and that's the part about being sleep. You feel like this is all there is. You literally are not aware of anything else, any other way to be, any other way that the world could be, any other way that you could be. That is the state of being asleep. So that's the parallel between woke and sleep. Sleep is when you really literally think that this is all there is, that this is all you, this is all, and then this is literally all you know, and this is all you are capable of, and this is all the world can give you. Like what you have is all the world can give you. That's when you're asleep. When you're woke, the first time I was introduced to wokeness or the possibility of wokeness was when I was in college. In um, when I was in college, um, when was I in college? Was it? It was like 15 years ago or so. Um, and I started listening to a lot of Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, um, and people of that, and people like that. I was going to a predominantly white school. Um, so I, and it was like, I was always very smart, head of the class all the time when I was growing up in, no matter where I went, I, when I was in Africa, I was ahead of the class when I was in, you know, DC, predominantly, um, African-American and, and, and minority environment. Um, I was head of the class, but once I stepped into that predominantly white school, you know, really, it was really, it's a really good tech school and everything like that. All of a sudden I started realizing I'm black. <laughs> I started realizing that I that the rules don't apply here. That the rules that I had learned and the way I had learned them don't apply here. That the way I interact with people is not sufficient here, because the people here don't see me the way that the people that saw me in a black school saw me in black schools saw me. And so, trying to remain focused on academics when I was unfamiliar with the territory, when I often felt threatened, when I often felt not threatened in a physical violence kind of way, but in, in a identity, social navigating the social system kind of way. I, I almost never felt safe um, in terms of like emotionally safe, not necessarily physically. I didn't feel like I was in any physical danger, but I, I hardly ever felt emotionally safe when I was in uh, the predominantly white environment. So I had trouble sleeping. I had, you know, um, you know, uh, a lot of different just issues came up like emotionally when I was, um, when I was in that environment and I didn't know why I wasn't woke at the time, 
But I started to listen because I became very conscious of my blackness. I started to listen to a lot of Warren Hill, uh, Erica Badu, um, you know, people, people like that that were like, it almost seemed like they were easy. And even Kanye West was a big thing for me at that time. This is when Kanye first came out. Um, I was in college when Kanye first came out. And so College Dropout was, you know, the big album and everything like that. And I just became, I just felt like all of these people, Erica Badu, Kanye West, um, Lauren Hill, I resonated. And Lauren Hill was already like a little bit old. Like I had to dig deep. I had to find Erica Badu and Lauren Hill when I was in college. It wasn't like they were readily available for me because they had that their time had passed and I and I hadn't caught that wave. But once I once I was in college and I sought these sought out like people who I could kind of identify with and who resonated with me and who who I understood. I um, I all of a sudden knew that there was this other world, this other world where, um, where it, it that where blackness was was not just not just uh, celebrated because I always felt it was celebrated to a degree. Obviously, obviously, I told you that I grew up in an African American culture. Uh, and and an African culture, African. I, I I went to school in Africa, so I always felt to some degree that African culture was or black people had their place. Like not necessarily had their place in that sense, but like they 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 were you know existing in a you know environment where this is this is what we do. But also to a certain degree, that we had a we had a a mission, almost to to come to come out of to to rise above to to create to to do greater things and that was always something that followed me so i was so when i came to college it was not just a it was not something that i felt like i was forced to do or that i had to do it was something that i felt like was a i felt it was of a necessity i felt like it was something that um was the natural next step for me in in the in the in the in my climb so it was just like, okay, well, I did the high school thing or whatever, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to get a job somewhere. I'm going to be in the, you know, this is what I do. Um, but then when I went to college, all of a sudden it's, it wasn't, I wasn't like, it was like when I was in all the other schools, it was almost like it was defaulted to that. This is who you are. When I was in college, when I, when I mean, when I was in high school, when I was in elementary school, it was like, if I'm studying, nobody questions why I'm studying. It's just like, oh, you're just a nerd. You're just that person who studies. You're just that person who gets the A's all the time. But once I was in this all white environment, all of a sudden the questions, there were questions to who I was. Like many of the people in that environment, because it was predominantly white, 70% male, a lot of the people in that environment question, were, were like, saw me but they didn't see me like the me that I knew of myself was a nerd I was always seen I was always treated as such by other black people but when I was in this environment they wouldn't automatically assume my intelligence I almost had to I was almost felt like I was constantly explaining to them no I'm smart no I am you know I am smart no I am you know because their assumption is you know their first assumption upon looking at me is that I am similar to um, 
you know, the, what they've seen on TV portrayed as African-Americans, you know, on the news when they're always trying to spin the story so that black people look like we are the aggressors and things of that nature. So when I finally uh, went to school, all of a sudden I started to become more self-conscious about who I was and who my identity is. So that transformation was the beginning of wokeness for me. That transformation from being um, certain in myself, knowing that I am the nerd and being accepted in African-American communities and African communities as such, um, and transforming into an environment where I was all of a sudden very self-conscious about my identity, um, that was the beginning of my walk into wokeness. Then I started listening to more Erica Badu, more Lauren Hill, more Kanye West. I started gravitating towards information like this. And before you know it, I started opening my eyes to the fact that there was more to life, there was more to this world than simply what I understood of this world um, prior, to, prior to that experience. So becoming woke is something that happens to many different people in many different ways. For me, like I said, it was going to a predominantly white academic institution, but for others, you could be a middle-class white person and then all of a sudden you're transferred into, maybe you go on a mission trip in, a, in, in an African country and that's where your wokeness comes or in, a, in, the, in an Asian, East Asian country or something like that. And that's where your wokeness comes. You start to see the world like, wow, there's, there's a lot going on here that I was not aware of. What, when I, once I thought that this was all there was and who I am is just who, how things are, as a matter of fact, there's more that I have not seen before. There's something that I had never been conscious of. Um, and the thing about it is like the way our brains work is that whatever is, our, wherever, whatever is in, the, in, in, in our front view at a particular moment becomes all that we know. And so, you know, people say out of sight, out of mind. A lot of us can, there's a lot we don't see from day to day. I've told my sister many times, my sister is very successful, um, very successful in her own field. And I've told her before, I told her multiple times, like there is a perspective difference in this world. There's literally different perspectives depending on who you are and where you go. So um, if you are, um, if you are, if, if you're a poor African-American in an urban environment, you will see the world much differently because of what surrounds you. I have literally hung out with billion with um, a billionaire. Very well, I've hung out with wealthy people. I've hung out with middle class people. I've hung out with you know people on the lower end of the middle class spectrum, and I've also hung out with extremely impoverished people. There was a, a long period of my life where I literally was taking the bus places all the time, and I can't say that my life is 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 shining, shining, yeah, at this point, but it, but I have literally had the situation, I've literally been in, in positions that where I've been, so I've been all over the spectrum, interacting with all different types of people, I remain the same, which is something that is really important for a person to get to, but what, what happens when you're so aware is of the different ways, of the different, like, aspects of this world, um, whatever that may be, is, that you begin to start to struggle with this thing that in psychology they call cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when you have to try to hold two con uh, conflicting concepts in your mind at the same time. And that is the struggle. That is the only, that's the big stressor in becoming woke because you're then 
trying to negotiate what is right here. What is, you know, you start to find uh, gray areas in the way you think about the world. Um, whereas before, when you lived in your parents' house and your parents encouraged you to live your life a very specific way, and you didn't know that there actually was an entirely other thing or entirely other way, an entirely other um, place out there where people do things differently um, and that it's possible to do things differently. Because for me, where I, I grew up, I was extremely sheltered. So everything that we did in my, our house, our house was is almost like a sacred space because whatever we did in our house is just kind of understood. This is the way things are done. So when I left and I saw, oh, other people don't do things like this. Um, I mean, when I was in school, I realized other people didn't do this, things like this. But I always thought that there was other people who did things similar to what we did in our house. Um, like I said, we were pretty sheltered going to school and home, going to school, church. Um, and then, you know, African events and things of that nature. So we're pretty sheltered. So so under, so the way I understood life was through my own brothers and sisters and my family. But then when I got to a certain age, when I went to college, actually when I went to um, when I went to uh, secondary school in, in Africa, that was the first exposure to, a, you know, like a very, very different way of life. And then when I went to college, it was just like, oh, wow, you know, my identity was my identity became like a little bit associated with America, but also associated with Africa in a weird way. And when I went to uh, college, it was all of a sudden, it was just like, I had a completely different perspective. It was just like, wow, people literally cannot think like me. Nobody really understands where my thought process and the way I think comes from. And so there comes a point in life when in your woke, in your woke journey, that you really have to understand that nobody in this world thinks like you, your thought processes are your own. And so when you come into this this place where you have that cognitive dissonance, where you're like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to entertain the thought that the world is a scary place. It's a dangerous place. A lot of really bad things happen in this world. And it's okay for me to be happy. It's okay for me to have a life. It's okay for me to um, get married. It's okay for me to have children. It's okay for me to make money and, and feed myself and take care of myself. But even though I know that the money may go somewhere that is bad, or even though the money may, even though the people I'm working for are, you know, are, are, are not, don't have my best interest at heart, or don't even have the best interest of anyone in the world at heart. Um, I might be working for an, for an organization that's toxic. Um, but I, but I still feel like I'm a good person. So how do I reconcile that? These are the cognitive dissonances that can come into the mind of a woke person. When you realize that when, when, when you are exposed and your eyes are open to a different world, to a different way of doing things, these are the type of struggles. These are the type of things that tensions, that stress people out when they become woke. So the question becomes, how do you reconcile that? How do you become woke and happy? And the, and the, and the reason, and I'm doing this podcast, it's, the answer, the answer is not obvious because people might think, oh, well, you know, some people automatically say, well, that's impossible. And there's some people who might be looking for an easy out. You know, there are no easy outs, but there are easy outs because there are people who reconcile being woke and happy by doing a, doing a, I guess what you would call a token, a token act of kindness. Um, they'll, they'll use a token act of kindness to, to kind of appease their conscience, conscious. So there are people who will, you know, go to work, go to school, do whatever, 
um, they may even work for a horrible company that that kills babies. I mean, that's God forbid, but a, a horrible company that does something really bad that they personally are morally conflicted about. But they're like, you know what? But when I go home, I'm going to give money to the homeless. When I go home, every time I go out, I'm going to do this kind work. When I do, you know, I'm going to do this nice little thing. And so for them, that is almost like appeasing the gods, washing themselves clean. If you think about in the, um, if you think about in, in biblical times, when um, there were, when, if you think about in biblical times, when people made sacrifices um, in the Old Testament, when people like killed goats and things of that nature, um, a lot of times those sacrifices were done to appease a God that is righteous and just and doesn't want bad things to happen. So they're like, oh, I have to give this God something or I have to feed this God something to appease him for what I did wrong. Um, so you have, you have these sacrifices that are, that are, that are, that used to be done. For example, um, you'll kill, you know, some, you'll kill a goat or whatever, uh, to make yourself, you know, to, it's like an atonement sacrifice for something bad that you did. Or, you know, the priest will then tell you, okay, go and, you know, offer up two chickens and, you know, you go and, and, and bring your best chickens and things like that. And all of a sudden your sins are forgiven. And then, you know, things of that nature. And I think there's a reason why it's been like that for a long time. I think the human brain needs, the human brain needs something. It needs something to kind of make itself feel better because at the end of the day, if you really think about it, human beings are toxic. You're not, not okay. I said that too quickly, but keep in mind, keep in mind that, uh, that people, people do a lot of really, really bad things in this world. And the, even the Bible, the most holy book in the, that, you know, that many people believe, um, says itself for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but then it offers the way out and talks about Jesus Christ being an atoning sacrifice. So even the Bible says that you're going to mess up. You're going to sin. You're going to do something bad. That is not, uh, that is not, uh, you know, just or good or righteous. It might hurt people. You might hurt people. The Bible is really literally telling you, you might hurt people, but at the same time, it's also is giving you your little sacrifice is doing the sacrifice for you through, you know, telling you that Christ died for your sins. So the bad things that you are doing and going to do and have done, we, we took care of that for you. So, um, so I think that's something that we, that people need to like, people need to like realize about the way the human mind works. The human mind needs a sacrifice. The human mind needs needs something that will tell it to um that will that will that will kind of need the gods need to be appeased and even if like if even if your god is your conscious you know simply that it needs to be appeased it needs to it needs to know that you are forgiven that you the things the bad things that you've done the bad the bad system that you participate in you will not get retribution for it because the way we understand morality as human beings, we believe that bad things happen to bad people and good things happen to good people. And that's kind of like the human logic. 
that makes us to uh, accept and uh, accept certain types of things or or overlook certain types of things that happen in our society and in our world. When we when we take for when we take the standpoint that bad things happen to bad people, good things happen to good people, and I'm a good person, so you know this is not a uh, you know I I'm not I'm, I don't deserve bad things to happen to me. So we so we all oftentimes because of our I'm going to actually, because I really want people to, to check out what's going on right now in this podcast. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say a little bit of this stuff in um, the camera and you guys, you guys get to see it live. I'm going to record a little something and put it on my Instagram so that people, um, so that people will join us in this conversation. Um, Actually, you know what, let me record it from the Okay, do you get you guys want ready to watch? Okay, so let me just do this little recording and hey guys, so we're talking today about how to be woke and happy. I am broadcasting live on Instagram and YouTube and we're talking right now about sacrifices and the fact that a lot of um even in, in many religions, people make sacrifices to make themselves feel better for doing bad things. Why don't you hop on the call right now and share your opinion? Let me know if uh, people, if you feel like that is a true statement, or if you want to like, um, if you want to debate and and let us know how you think about that whole concept. But uh, what I was saying is that in just like in life today, a lot of people, just like when people give money to the homeless or to charities and things of that nature, it's almost like appeasing the guilt. And in a way, you know, being woke and happy is a human defense mechanism. Like you have to, it's almost like you have to be feel woke and happy all the time. And it's something we all do naturally. So join the conversation on YouTube and Instagram and I'll see you there. So I'm going to go ahead and post this on uh, you, on, um, on uh, in my Instagram so that people can see it. But I'm not, let me get back into the conversation. <laughs> Karan Raina says life sucks. It does. There's a lot of really terrible things that happen in this world. But the question is, the, the topic we're talking about today is how to be woke and happy. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of really bad things that happen in the world today. There are bad things that we are forced to participate in oftentimes because of, oh, sorry. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I just started uh, texting it and it started like playing. I hope it didn't have an echo. Um, so there, there are bad things that oftentimes we are forced to participate in uh, by our implicit, implicitly by our participation in a, in a, in a, um, in a negative system, in a system that is, that is just designed to do bad things. And by our participation in that system, we are uh, implicitly, do, participating or co co uh, almost co-signing atrocitly do participating or co co uh, almost co-signing atrocities and so this and so the question is how is how do you in the context of that be woke and happy Quran do you have something that do you do you have some feedback for that while I post this um post this video on Instagram um join me uh me live nothing to say okay so yeah so um 
So what I was saying is that uh, we we like by be, by being by, by being kind of like compl- complicitly participating in a system that is designed to change, we might feel we might feel um, we might feel the guilt and the guilt that is that we often that uh, we at the end of the day because of the way the human mind works, uh, we need whether you are a Christian or a Muslim or anything that you are. You 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 will feel the need to um, to feel justified, to feel like everything's going to be okay, to feel like even though you may have found yourself in a in a system, because even the Bible talks about like Adam and Eve and the fall and, and the fall and things like that. Which, if you look at it, going all the way back to the children of Adam and Eve, because Adam and Eve lived in a supposedly perfect world. And then they found themselves on the, on the wrong side of history because they ultimately began to, they created a system through their, through their sin and disobedience where the whole world was now uh, 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 complicitly participating in this fallen system, in this broken system where no matter what you do, you are going to end up doing the wrong thing. And so, and then there are, and then on top of that, there are punishments that come that, that are, there are punishments that, uh, that are, that are, that you're, you become deserving of by your participation, by the activities that you're participating in that are caught, that, that have been, that are results, that result from that. So, so as a, so, so what do you do? What do you do when you find yourself in that, in, in that uh, circumstance? What do you do when you find yourself um, becoming a implicit, uh, a tacit participator, or even like an active participator, or even a willing participator in a system that 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 does bad things, and you be- and you become woke to that. You realize maybe before you thought you were the good guy, but then as time passes, as time progresses, you realize, wow, I guess I have been part of something all along. And now, what do I do? Do I leave? Do I leave the system? Do I rage against the system? Do I rage against the things that I've done? Do I, what about the things that I have already done? What about the things that I'm, that I have to do now because I can't get out? What do I, and so the question is, how do I, like, what, what do I do to atone or what do I even do to become a part of the solution? Do I try to tear down this system? Do I try to be a part of, um, do I become, try to be a part of fixing that system? And so in light of all these questions, how you may ask, can a person possibly be happy? And, um, and so that's what I'm trying to, that's, that's what I'm trying to answer today. So I'm going to post this video, um, on Facebook so that people can try to join us. Cause I really want to get a conversation going around this Facebook so that people can try to join us. Cause I really want to get a conversation going around this Sorry for the silence. Let's see if I can take this out when we do the podcast. Um, okay. How do you, how, 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 how do you, how do you even go about being reconciling this whole problem? And obviously from a Christian standpoint, obviously from a Christian standpoint, we'll say, well, 
you know, because I do, because I, because I am a Christian. So I would say, for, you know, Christ has already paid for your sins. But it, even in the Bible, it says if he doesn't pay for your sins so that you can keep on sinning. So what do you do? How are you happy in spite of that? Even in the Bible, it says if he doesn't pay for your sins so that you can keep on sinning. So what do you do? How are you happy in spite of that? And all, and obviously there are people who prefer to be, to remain ignorant. There are people who are just like, I am going to cut off all. And, and the thing about it is like, there's nothing that anyone can do that is wrong. Because at the end of the day, we all have to acknowledge and accept that the system, that the system is broken and the system is, um, that all systems are broken. All systems are broken because human beings have a flaw, an inherent flaw, an inherent flaw in them that does not that makes them weak in terms of like they they don't have the ability to know everything all the time at everything always and at all times they don't know everything about what's going on in the world they they're not they don't have that type of a consciousness that can be aware of everything so there can be a time when you did something bad and you didn't know it was bad when you were doing it and there are some of us who know that something is bad and will still do it despite the fact that despite the fact that it is that that we know it's bad but sometimes even because we know it's bad and we're fighting against something about ourselves for some wow i am really not a good person or um this thing around me is not good and i don't know what to do i don't know how to fix it all of those are aspects of being woke and we're just realizing that there's a system greater than you that that is really hard to uh to to, to fix and to reconcile so the, so the question is, how do you, how do you, um, how do you reconcile that? And I'm going to give you a few tips now. I've, I've built in this. How do you, how do you, um, how do you reconcile that? And I'm going to give you a few tips now. I've, I've built up to all this tension. It's been, it's been almost an hour. I've built up all this tension. I'm going to try to take these last eight minutes because uh, not a lot of people are joining us. Um, I really want to have a conversation going, but I'm going to at least take, take these last seven minutes to uh to take these last seven minutes to uh to give you a solution for you know that whole thing number one um number because i would love if people come on and tell me what they do um but number one i would say um definitely definitely uh keep in mind the way the human brain works that i discussed in terms of your brain needing to atone um for you know, bad things that you've done or that have happened in your name or as a result of your participation in something. Be aware of that mental, that that need for the human mind to to atone and 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 allow yourself to atone. Allow yourself to recognize that yes, you have to atone and you must atone and you need to atone for any bad things that you might have participated in or any bad things that you might so uh, acknowledge that that that's acknowledge your humanity acknowledge your the fact that you are you are you you, you can't you can't do everything you, you're not perfect and you can't save the world you can't because there'll always be something else that needs to be saved so um so so acknowledge that that's that's the number one thing that I would that I would recommend for people forgive yourself um, and then whereas a human that's the second thing forgive yourself the first thing is to the, the acknowledge that you're a human and that human beings need to atone and atone and there are ways you can atone 
you can, um, for example, Alcoholics Anonymous, a lot of people go and apologize. Like some of the, one of the first steps is to admit that you're, that you have a problem. And one of the other, uh, one of the other steps is to apologize, to literally go to people you've hurt and tell them, I'm sorry for hurting you. And I, I, this is my problem and I'm trying to fix it. And so that's another real big thing is to atone, to atone where you need to atone for your, uh, for your, for the bad things that you've done, where people need to make sacrifices. And, you know, in the old, in the old, olden days and, and slaughter a goat or do whatever, um, you know, do blood sacrifices. Now, I mean, really just go and apologize or give money to a charity or give money to a homeless, to the homeless, or, you know, to people who maybe you feel like you, whatever, but know that your body, your, your meant your psychic, your mental health requires for you to atone. So, um, so do what that is, whether it's to pray, to pray to God and ask for forgiveness, whatever things you need to do, do that. The other thing I said is forgive yourself, uh, forgive yourself because you're human and we're all human. The third thing I said is, I, I would say is, um, is to, from that point on, walk in integrity. Um, once you know what you stand for, what you haven't stood for, um, you know, come kind of become firm create a very clear, um, create a very clear ideology, create a very clear, like, this is what I believe in for yourself, make, become very clear on that and stand by it. Anything that contradicts or conflicts with your understanding of how you, what you, what what your integrity, your sense of integrity, anything that contradicts or conflicts with that, um, you know, make it as poison to you. Um, just completely disdain that thing. This is a natural human, like our human instinct is to want to be the good guy. So what is, it's a natural human instinct. And so we're all trying to navigate that. So it's, it, so in order for you to be happy, you have to consistently think that you're the good guy. And, you know, obviously psychopaths that think that they're the good guy and they go around, you know, hurting people, um, are not the good guys. So people like that, if you are able to help those people, you, you should. And, and one of the biggest pain, painful things for people oftentimes is when they know what's wrong, when they know how to, like, that's one of the biggest causes of depression and, and, and really, you know, self-hatred is when you know something's wrong, when you know how to fix it, when you can fix it and when you don't fix it, because maybe there's something that you're afraid of. So it's holding, it's something you're afraid of that, that's holding you back from actually doing something about that. And so, and so I highly recommend that if you know that if, if you, if you, once you get clear on your integrity, on your value system, do something about it, do something about it, go out there and, you know, do something regularly to give you that atoning feeling that you did something to make the world a better place and never make it about violence, never make it about hurting people um, in so far as it is within your power and you are able to, and you are aware of what, what can hurt people stay away from those things and walk in integrity. And ultimately that is how you remain woke and happy that's the answer. Like that's, that's the, that's the formula. 
So uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. I have about a minute left before my platforms that only let me podcast for an hour start shutting down. So I'll just say this. If you uh, if you would like to discuss this further, um, I am on I'm on Twitter at uh, Udochi Udochi OKK1. I'm on Instagram at The Real Wudo. And I'm also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Wudo. So and that's N as in Nancy W-U-D-O. So um, it's really been a really great broadcast. And I hope you'll check me out all, in all those platforms. And like I said, on Patreon, we are accepting um, donations uh, and support from people who are interested in in uh, being a part of that community. And you will also receive um, merch and other things for, for being a supporter. So I hope that I'll see you there. And I thank you guys for watching. Have a great day. Peace.